Are you a Christian in real estate wanting to grow your business and your faith? then this series is for you. Here's the truth. Being a business owner and being a Christian can feel lonely. We're here to bring you into community with other like-minded business professionals who desire to grow their business and their faith also to create a faithful agent family. Through short teaching episodes around important topics for believers in the business world, prepare to be encouraged, challenged, and inspired to serve God and serve people in a community that knows you and loves you. Are you ready to be surrounded by the people who think like you, love like you, and serve like you? Then join us as we navigate being a faithful Christian in the real estate world together. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Serving Not Selling, our Faithful Agent series. Welcome to week three of the Faithful Agent series. And today we will discuss how a faithful agent stays the course. Forgive us if we're a little bit tired. Tyler and I both came back from Alabama this past weekend where we went to a Wealth Without Wall Street conference, which was amazing. Shout out to Joey, Ernie, Russ. Those guys do some awesome stuff over there. If you want a great podcast about finances, check them out at Wealth Without Wall Street. We had a great time, but we're a little bit tired. We got home after midnight on a Sunday and right back into work on Monday. So That's we're right. excited to be here, though, with you all as we talk about how does a faithful agent stay the course. And we're going to read Hebrews 10.23 today. But before we do, Tyler, what you got, buddy? You know, sometimes we like tend to disagree on things and we, you know, go back and forth. But like, what did, when we think to scripture, what did Zechariah do when he and Elizabeth had those disagreements? He gave her the silent treatment. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, did he though? Because technically it was after he didn't believe the angel. Right. And did they argue after that? No, it was before. And then he was not on the same page as Elizabeth. Elizabeth was faithful. And, yeah, uh, but he wasn't. That's a good example. Right. Great. Exactly. That's next level right there, my friend. That's right. That's I, right. I think I've told you this too. My wife, Rachel, we were talking we were talking about that story at our family devotional one night, and my five-year-old says something about Zechariah not talking. She remembered. And I said, Can you imagine if daddy never talked for months? And Rachel <laughs> looked at me and she said, That would be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Like, babe, I don't know if I could even go an hour without talking. Oh, certainly not. Certainly Certainly not. (laughs) Certainly not. Speaking of talk, we were at this conference Uh, this weekend again. Amazing, which I think is actually relevant to us staying the course. uh, We can talk about that as we get into it. But there were multiple times, everybody listening, that's evidenced on our podcast where we'd be at hanging out with some new guys, making new friends. And Garrett would like step away for just a second. And some of our closer friends would be like, okay, now it's your turn to talk. What do you have to say about everything? (laughs) Like, okay, that's perfect. I'm not the only one. That's great. (laughs) Someone's got to be the life of the party. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't me, but I was trying. Exactly. Up until 8 p.m. every night. You're the life. (laughs) That one night that we stayed up to like 1130, dude, I was, I don't know how I was awake, but I was losing it. You were. And then when you made fun of me because I told a story about how when I was a freshman in college, I used to play my guitar and sing next to the window. So <laughs> girls would hear me and I was like, dude, I was such a tool. And you're like, oh yeah, is that real? Or is that yeah. true? And you said oh, it in you? such a way, like, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No I lost way. it. That, that, yeah. No way you were a tool. Yeah, yeah I was, oh, believe yeah. it or not. Oh, Might still goodness. be, unfortunately, but uh, that was good times. We should, oh. I should tell that story one Good day. banter. So much to talk yeah, about. Give us your joke. So Let's talk, talk about, about the Lord. Yeah. Well, so a pastor went out one Saturday to visit his church members. At one house, it was obvious that someone was home but no one came to the door, even though the preacher knocked several times. Finally, the preacher took out his card, wrote out Revelation 3.20 on the back, and stuck it on the door. 
Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. The next day, the car turned up in the collection plate. Below the preacher's message was written in the following notation. Quote, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Genesis 3.10. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. That's good. That was maybe the too long we've ever done. Yeah, sorry about that, audience. Yeah. But uh, right. oh, yeah. yeah. Trying Two something new. pieces of scripture in there. I like it. There so, you go. That, yeah, dude, Genesis that's good stuff. Revelation, so. That's true. We're kind of on path. All right. So, buddy, read us uh, Hebrews 10, 23. Let's let that be. Again, how does a faithful agent stay the course? And we'll unpack what that means. But uh, go ahead and give that scripture to us. Yeah. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What do you got for me, G? What, is it, what yeah. hits you with that? Man, I even I even love, you know, keep reading 24 and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I hadn't even thought about it so just now, but even finishing that out, you know, but we'll, we'll talk about what we mean by staying the course. But man, what's the one of the best ways to do it? Not neglecting to meet together, mm-hmm. right? Being in community with one another who can hold mm-hmm. you accountable to the things right. that are important. I think when we talk about how do we stay the course, what we're talking about here is we all know as believers in, in life in general, but in business, there are so many paths that exist that we should not take, but are very tempting to take. I personally, you know, one of the things I talk about with my wife a lot, and she's so helpful in, I know a lot of uh, men in particular in this industry that are doing really well, like I've been fortunate to do, And they're gone traveling to all these conferences and learning all this stuff and trying out all these new things and X, Y, and Z, and they're leaving their wife and their kids at home. And maybe that works for them. I'm not trying to, you know, place a judgment on that, but, but I, there are lots of times where in my heart, I wish like, man, I just wish I could just go to all these conferences that I want to always go to. And the truth is what I've got to confess and, and accept is that's not what I'm called to do. Not called to be the conference guy. I'm called to be home and be present and lead and serve my family. And I can't do that if I'm not here. So, Mm. how do I be really strategic with those kinds of things? Right. Mm -hmm. Or this person just keeps adding all these people to their team and they're doing all this crazy stuff. And, but for me, at least my own personal conviction is I don't want to add people that I don't think are followers of Christ. And so I got to be really intentional with that. Right. I don't just get to pick anybody I want. So, how do we stay the course? Because the world, offers seemingly some really great options. And I think it's really easy for us to to get tempted by those things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, holding fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he yeah. who promised is faithful. You've definitely dealt with that in the the athletic world, right? Seeing oh, gosh. lots of chasing of the world. But, oh, gosh. you know, even in that, even in those scenarios, when you're surrounded by people that are chasing the wrong things, how do you stay the course? Mm. Man, that that was a struggle that for my decade in professional baseball, I wrestled with regularly. Throughout my journey, you know, the Lord would put people in my life that would encourage me and come alongside me. And that's how the Lord brought you and I back together. You know, he brought you into my life back at our, us back into one another's lives at a point in time where I was really longing and craving that type of fellowship. Um, and that was really, I mean, that's been so long ago now, G, that was before I was really on fire for the Lord. And I was still wrestling with a lot of what it looked like to live a life with conviction in my pursuit for for the Lord to honor and for the kingdom rather than just 
professing him publicly, really learning how to walk the walk. So he was gracious. And and while I was immersed in tons of distractions and temptations and lacking community to, to bring us back together. So a little tangent on that, but as you were talking about going to conferences and, and certain people who make decisions to do things, to invest in themselves. I wanted to clarify one, because I think it's funny because we just came back from a conference two days ago and we're now we're talking about like the people <laughs> that to go to conference and spin their wheels on the weekends. But the, <laughs> the reason why we did that was because it was for and in alignment with a big vision and a big purpose. Now, hmm. everybody would say, I would hope that if you're going to spend time and energy and effort to go to a conference, that it would be on brand and in alignment with what you're trying to accomplish, what that might look like. Don't hear us say, don't go to conferences. They're obviously good. We just did one. We're hosting one in two months. Like, Please come to our conference. Forget everything I just said. Come to the Faithful Agent Conference. There's so much value in it. But what G yep. means is the discernment and where we're investing our time and our talents and treasure, especially our time. And my anecdote and encouragement in this is when Garrett and I first started talking about making this trip down to Alabama to go to a conference with men that we have really invested a lot of time and investigation into to see, you know, if that is the path that we want to start really charging hard down to. And honestly, I was a little bit initially scared, pulling back. Like, I don't want to waste a weekend away from my family. I don't want to, you know, invest that time and energy into it, knowing that it's going to require some fatigue the week prior that we're going to be playing catch up. But you know who really convinced me, and Garrett will try and tell you that it's him, but it was my wife. You know, Chelsea was, was the one. <laughs> I told her what to say. Obviously. That's right. She's not your mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah, right. Thankfully for you. I'm really glad about that. Had, yeah, I right. couldn't. I joking. <laughs> quick tangent. I, so I met somebody, we met somebody very, very similar to Garrett this weekend, who's actually the leader, one of the leaders of Wealth Without Wall Street, and they have the same personality profile. And I'm like, I don't know that I can take more than one of you guys in the same room at a time. <laughs> He's an incredibly amazing person, yeah, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> but so to put a bow on that is that, no, you yeah. know, I that was, I felt so encouraged by that. One, because my wife loved me well and recognized that it was something that I wanted to do that I felt like was really a value add for our family and was time invested into the direction that we're trying to go and the course we're trying to chart as a family. But she would have never known to encourage me to do that if we weren't intimately connected in our vision for not only our family or what parenting looks like or goals in our marriage, but like professionally and like from a generational type of family building component, she recognized that this was something that was going to feed our family because it fed mm. me as the leader of our family and the head who's trying to chart a course of direction that is honoring to the Lord and that will serve my family well. She's the one who encouraged me to do it. And so more than anything, it was an incredibly valuable weekend. But even prior to leading up to that, I just felt so encouraged by her willingness to serve our family by taking care of all of our kids while I was gone. Yeah. And that she saw that this was, we're trying to go to the same place. We're on the same team. It's not a, there's not a ledger of you're gone this weekend. Now I'm gone next weekend, though sometimes that does creep into the conversation. But, you know, it was, <laughs> it's truly a, you know, she's on the, she's on board and charting that same course together. So without yeah. the point of all that, without a course, without a family course, without a marriage course, without a business course, that's in alignment with our Christian values, it's going to be impossible to stay on it and not get distracted by everything Man, going on in the world. That's a great point that I had, I didn't even think about 
as we started the discussion or even as I came up with the topic. Live events change lives. That's why on March 2nd and 3rd, we are gathering the Christian real estate community across the country for our first ever Faithful Agent Conference. Let's face it. It's easy to get caught up in the world and distracted from our mission as servants of Jesus. And it's hard to find a community of true Christ-centered business owners that can both expand your faith and help you grow your business. So if you desire to build a network of believers and receive world-class business training, then join us for two days of in-depth discussions about being a Christian in the real estate business. We want to deepen your faith, strengthen your business, and connect you to lifelong friends for fellowship and encouragement. Just go to faithfulagent.com to learn more. And now let's get back to the rest of the conversation. How do you stay the course without a course, right? The, the first question is like, do you even have a course? Are you mm -hmm. purposely headed somewhere? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And exactly what you said, like the reason Rachel was good with me going too is we made a decision as a family. The two of us broke away for a long lunch and we sat down and, and wrote everything out. And for example, for me, there are some conferences that I normally go to that I'm not going to this year because mm -hmm. what's the purpose of this, right? I, I had a clear purpose this year for me is working on the financial freedom to spend more time with the family, right? How do I do that? Well, I need help staying on course, even not neglecting to meet together is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, I think that's specifically referring to the church, right? The gathering of the church, but meeting with people to help help have those people help you get on course or stay on course, right? It's so important to be surrounded by, in my opinion, other believers that can help you do those things. And Exactly what you said, Taylor, but how do you judge whether you're on course if you don't have a course? Mm -hmm. Being purposeful about that. I think one of the things I was thinking too, Ecclesiastes 12, verses 10 and 10 through 12, 11 through 12, excuse me. The words of the wise are like goats. That, that was like a pointy sticks that they would move, move the goats back if they got off track. Words of the wise are like goats and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd with a capital S, meaning the Lord. My son, be, beware of anything beyond these. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. The point of that saying is the wisdom in the collected sayings are given by one, and that's the Lord. Beware of anything else beyond that. How do we stay the course? Well, I think I'm not, not sitting here advocating you never read anything by a non-Christian. That's not true. I absolutely read books by non-Christians that are super helpful. My point is the Lord doesn't have wisdom. The Lord is wisdom, right? Wisdom only comes from him. There is no wisdom outside of the Lord, right? It has to have come from him. There's nothing they can, nothing anyone can figure out or understand apart from his revelation. It's just not possible. So how much do we listen? That's one of the reasons we're doing this Faithful Agent series. How much do we let the world influence the way we think? How much do we trust what the world's, quote, wisdom says and follow it without seeking the wisdom of a brother or sister in Christ, without seeking the word of the Lord and saying, is this wisdom? Is this not? Without seeking the Lord in prayer, which I do too many times. I am, I'm confessing to y'all. I do that way too much, right? But if wisdom comes from the Lord and the Lord alone, doesn't mean it can't come through other variations and the way the Lord uses it. But we have to be in the word. We have to be in community. We've got to be listening to stuff like this. We've got to be finding other podcasts or being connected to a local church where we can actually hear the truth of God's word 
because that's the course, right? It says, beware of anything beyond these, right? We just got to be careful with what we allow to influence what's in our heads, right? What do you think? You look like you're looking something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm nodding along with you. And I was saying, yes, I mean, that is a good word. That's good truth. And I was reminded of Proverbs 1-7, I think it is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so there's, there's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Mm. And I think we, you and I think you and I talked about this recently. I'm blanking on the conversation that I had. I just always default to you probably. But (laughs) the difference in wisdom and knowledge, I mean, I think goes, practically speaking, we could be knowledgeable about a lot of different things. I mean, I can, I can be knowledgeable about college football, but you know, there's, that's not wisdom that is coming from the Lord, right? Like knowledgeable about a lot of things is is great. You know, it creates conversation. It gives you potential. It gives you the opportunity to grow and invest into something. The true wisdom that leads to discernment and direction is providenced by the Lord and his good word. And so I think there's just value in remembering that one, to be encouraged that knowledge and and when we learn about things without implementing them and putting them into practice, it's really fruitless, right? Like, I mean, that's, it's self-sustaining. It's a comfort. It Mm. just is an excuse, I think, a lot of times. And hear me say, I am guilty of it. Very much so. I constantly default to wanting to learn and stay in learn mode and have as much knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Have as much (laughs) knowledge as I can about a lot of different things. But, you know, it's been, the Lord's moved my heart to recognize that the value in growing wise and being able to you know, shepherd my family well, shepherd my community and make a difference is by taking that knowledge and actually implementing it to give him him the opportunity to shape my heart even deeper and to really trust that that knowledge will manifest itself into wisdom. That doesn't mean it goes great. Obviously, it doesn't mean that that knowledge turns into high level execution. But transitioning from knowledge to wisdom requires trust in the Lord, requires trust in his sovereignty and in his providence. And, and you know, that's a, that's a hard step for us control freaks and us yeah. just humans in flesh. I mean, Genesis 3 told us that from the beginning, that we're going to constantly want to have the knowledge of good and evil. And so that's the original sin. So, yeah, that was a good, that your good word reminded me of that, man. Yeah, I love that. I mean, definitely fear is not of the Lord. So if we're operating out of fear, we're not on the course. Right. I think I think that's number one. Number two, exactly what you were talking about, that we can get ready to get ready and never do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's not good either. You know, mm-hmm. now you can have the opposite, which is you never get ready and you just act. That's me. And that's <laughs> not good either. Like not counting the cost of those things. Right. But I, I think I think as an encouragement from a practical perspective, and and you tell me what you think, T, as we as we wrap up here, but how do we say the course? For my personal convictions, I'm not going to just, let me caveat this. I'm not saying that this is the law. You have to follow it. I'm saying this is my personal conviction. I won't hire a coach anymore who's not a believer. When I need help and making an important decision, I'm not talking to a non-believer. It, it doesn't mean I won't go to my friends who don't know the Lord and ask their opinion, but the most important and the weightiest opinion will always be from someone who knows and loves the Lord. It just will. Because if the Lord is wisdom, which he is, and someone doesn't know him, how can I count what they have to say as wisdom, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying they're not smart. Like you said, T, I'm not saying they're not knowledgeable, 
but I'm talking about real wisdom, right? That that comes from the Lord that has the eternal perspective as best as us humans can. And so for me, from a practical perspective, how do I stay the course? It's who I choose to surround myself with, like Tyler. Tyler's not perfect by any means, but when he gives me advice, it's going to be from a connection to the one who is wisdom, which is the Lord, right? It doesn't mean it's the right thing, but so for me, I'm really careful with that. And then when I get in rooms, one of the things that was exciting to me about going to this Wealth Without Wall Street conference is these guys know and love the Lord. And I told Joey, who's one of the main guys at the end, I said, man, I appreciate you guys so much. One of the things that most motivates me and encourages me is we're not just listening to people who know what to do with their money. We're listening to believers who know what to do with their money and have a heart beyond just making money, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what this is about. And so I will listen to you. You're not. And I literally told him, I know you guys aren't going to be right all the time. I know you're going to make mistakes, right? But because you know and love the Lord, and I believe that, and I trust that, I can trust you guys to tell us what you think is your best wisdom and lead mm-hmm. us in the right direction as best you can, mm-hmm. right? It's huge value in that. And then, and then finally, again, just like that conference, the most valuable piece of being there was being around other believers trying to do the same thing. In mm-hmm. my opinion, that was the best part. I said at the end of the conference, but relationships are the true accelerator for anything. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're starting this Faithful Agent Conference. Mm-hmm. is that one of the, the most valuable things you can never do in your life and your business is be in a room with people who know and love the Lord who are trying to do the same thing. There's a lot of wisdom in that room. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, that's where I'm going to seek it. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think, T? And, and take great. us out, man. Yeah, no, that's that's so good. And I want to clarify too, I, I'm glad that you did. I'm obviously not perfect, but no Christian is perfect, right? I mean, we're all sinners. And as much as we've been blessed to be created in the image of God, we are, every single one of us falls short and are broken sinners in need of a savior. Praise God for Jesus and his sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But the, the reason why we choose and try to be intentional about the people who we invest our time, which is so valuable to us, right? that we try choose to invest our time with like-minded individuals that will encourage us along that path is because they might not be doing it right, but ultimately convictions come from a heart rooted in sin or a heart that has been softened, made of flesh that is pursuing the Lord, you know, that hopefully is overflowing with the spirit and bearing fruit. And, you know, that's a decision, a really, really hard one. A lot of times, especially in relationships that are longstanding, but there have been so many connections made and lives changed through a relationship rooted in the Lord that may not have had anything else in common outside of commitment to being a vessel for the spirit to encourage one another. And so to take us out on this whole charting course, you know, my uh, New Year's resolution, as ethereal as it may sound, is for my yeses to be yeses. And whenever I chart a course of direction, that that yes would be in alignment with the convictions that the Spirit has is placing on my heart, that the Lord is stirring. And so as we as we think about what it looks like to be a faithful agent and to stay the course, I just encourage all of us to for our yeses to be yeses when rooted in the Lord, when that decisions made are rooted in his good word and aiming to honor him. And we know that that's hard, but that's why G and I talk about these things. That's why we have this conference coming up. That's why we have 
created the business that we have is to bring people together that are committed to that pursuit because it's not meant to be done alone either. So hope this was helpful to you guys. We love praising the Lord with the words that he's given. These are his, not our own. And we hope that it encourages you as you guys go out and aim to stay the course. Hey, let me wrap up with Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Amen. Amen. See you next week. Thanks for listening to our Faithful Agent series on the Serving Not Selling podcast. And don't forget to share the show with other Christians in real estate and review the show on your favorite podcast app so more people hear the good news. We want to grow the Christian real estate community deeper and stronger. So every time you share the show, you are offering your faithful agent friends a place to grow their business and be welcomed by their brothers and sisters in Christ. To learn more about our Faithful Agent Conference, go to faithfulagent.com. And to join our Facebook community, go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash the faithful agent. We'd love to connect with you there and stay tuned for the next episode of our faithful agent series on serving, not selling.